Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to bring you the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics. Absolutely, sir. How are you? We haven't recorded an episode together in a while. It's been a minute. I was <laughs> yes. away uh, oh. three weeks off. I spent two weeks up at our family cottage. Um, you probably saw some some pictures up on our social media about that. I was able to yep. bring a ridiculous amount of whiskey with me. And then the whiskey yeah, dad. Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, yeah. I would make a joke about do you have a problem. But while you were away doing that as well, I did an inventory on my own. Uh-huh. The status of my I'll call it a collection, even though we're not collectors. Right. Um starting a YouTube channel where you review whiskeys and then starting a whiskey club where you're hosting whiskey tastings. Um I'm over fifty, which nice. I know isn't a ton, but um it's a that lot. was it was shocking to realize that I had over fifty single malt whiskeys in my house. Um my wife was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, other than straight up whiskey bars. Mm. You have more whiskey in your house than 90% of restaurants. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a lot of times we'll go out for, yeah. Well, I mean, we go out for dinner. We, like remember the before times? Food. Remember restaurants? Sorry, everybody in the restaurant business. I hope you're all doing okay. Um, Curbside yeah, there'd be times up. that it's like, yeah, like, oh, I'm going to get a whiskey. And then like, can I see the, your, your whiskey menu? And there's like four to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about The Cottage, because yes, if, if for those that don't follow us at The Whiskey Geeks on Instagram, I, I think it was just in a story, but you did post an obscene amount of whiskey that made it to The Cottage. Yeah, so so I brought up, I think I brought up eight or nine, you know, so like <laughs> oh, I'm boy. up, yeah, so like, you know, and these are, they're not like end of bottles that I was like, oh, I'll bring up and like, we'll, you know, do a, do a bottle kill or whatever. So I brought up. Uh, I was probably closer to a dozen <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. And yeah, you know, and I was like, Oh, you know, it's good to have variety. You don't want to end up with like all super peated stuff when you're up yeah, there. Yeah. Who sure. knows, who knows what you're going to be in the mood for. And then of course the whiskey dad, uh, him and our mom came up brought as up well. 75. And well, he did the same thing. Right. So he brought up a whole bunch and the night before we left, we actually did have a phone call. Cause <laughs> to I make called sure you're him not bringing I, the same. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent me a text and he's like, you got a minute. Uh, so I gave him a call and I was like, I think I know what you want to talk about. And he goes, what? It's like, you want to make sure we don't double up? He's like, yeah, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I mean, the, we, the yeah. cool thing was, is you were able to record a couple of like neck pour sessions. So if you go to our YouTube channel, for those just listening to this on the podcast, uh, you're actually able to film a couple of new reviews of some yeah. uh, brand new whiskeys that we got up at the cottage, which was great. So yeah, it was really nice. You know, um, yeah. My wife, Beth, so she uh, manned the camera and actually my son <laughs> held the camera at one point for, nice. uh, for one that we did. Uh, I took him up top. There's these really nice caves that are up there. So I, I brought the bottle all the way up to get some pictures and then had him hold the camera. So as I just did like a short one minute little uh, clip to put up on Instagram, but it was, yeah, yeah it was, it was really, really nice and Dope. drank some great stuff. Um, well, one you bottle... look relaxed, sir. Welcome, welcome back Feeling to cute. the land, to, to real life. Back um, to the city. <laughs> back to the city. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's summer. So who cares? Let's, let's have that fun. Was... Speaking of fun, uh, this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for many moons. Um, yes. We have teased this book. I'm going to say in like every other episode, we've talked around this book. Yep. Um, and tonight we're diving into one of my favorite comics that I have discovered of all yeah. time. It is. It's one that I've, I just reread it again. I just finished it today actually. Um, and it's probably my seventh or eighth time through it. Um, my God is it's good. And the whiskey that we're drinking tonight is something very special as well. So we're going to start there. We're going to start yeah. with the whiskey, mostly because it's been sitting. I've had this <laughs> sample that you poured for me and sent it to me. It's been sitting in my cabinet for months. Yeah. And this since is a whiskey. Since April. Since April, yeah. And we're in, we're coming up the end of July when we're filming this. So this is something that I've, and I've just, and sorry, we've had this bottle in our possession prior to giving it to you. Um, it was November when we 
bought it. <laughs> so you can tell the story about about yeah. this amazing Brooklotti that we're going to so, be drinking. Yeah, so we're I'm drinking. I'm probably going to start you're smelling gonna, you're as you're smell? talking because, okay. oh my God. I'm so, yeah, so yeah, so you haven't even smelt this yet. No, I have not. I wanted okay. my reaction to be genuine. Yeah, but so tell the so people what is, we're drinking. Yeah, so we're drinking the Brewaclatic Black Art 8.1 is the version that we have. Um, so this is a whiskey that I have tried and failed to drink for many years. Yes. So it seemed like every time, so like I'm up in Ottawa and every time I would go to say like the Highlander pub, which uh, unfortunately is now closed or now the, uh, the new one, uh, well, not the new one, but um, the one with the largest collection up here, Deacon Brody's. Um, every time I would go, they're like, oh, we just ran out. Or <laughs> so like I would look online and it would say there's a bottle of the black art there. And I was like, oh, fantastic. I want to go down and try it. And by the time, you know, I had the, I could make it down the bottle had had disappeared um, to the point where Deacon Brody's actually got the inventory from the Highlander and were able to bring it over. And there were three right. bottles of black art that came over. Now they weren't I think full I bottles. Seeing that. It was like a, was it a five, six, eight? I like think it was a five, five. Yeah. Six. And then, yeah. And then the new one. And so I, you know, I, I was messaging, a message to them on Instagram, just like, Hey, oh, sweet. Like, I'm so happy about this. I'm going to come down this weekend. And so I went down and of course they like, Oh, like, sorry, the, the two bottles that we had in here, like they're gone. We're getting the other one later this week. I was like, Oh, sweet. Like make sure to put, put a sample aside or said, you know, like I'll come back. And then it, uh, it didn't make it or I didn't mm. make it in time. Yeah. So this has been something I've been talking about for a few years and you and dad knowing this, obviously when uh, I turned 40 decided to go out and acquire a bottle of it. Yeah. So yeah, it was one of those, he was down around post Thanksgiving or it might've been at Christmas actually when they, they came and, and hung out with us for Christmas this year. Um, right before all the lockdown stuff happened. Um, and I think we were just looking at craft sellers and they had a bottle and I think they were running a sale and, or maybe not. And we were just like, I mean, you turn 40 once we knew we wanted to do something special and something nice for you for your 40th. And yet we knew that you had been talking about this for so long that when we saw that they had one in stock, we were just like, fuck it. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, but then we were worried because because you, they, it, we didn't get the last one off of craft sellers. So they still had one. And there was a couple of times that you and I were talking and when, when you couldn't get the samples from Deacon Brody's and you were like, you know what? F this, I'm turning 40 this year. I'm just going to buy it myself. I'm going to buy myself a 40th birthday present. I'm just going to yeah. buy this. And so I kept having to like text our dad and just be like, we got to throw him off. We got to like, do we just <laughs> tell him like, cause he might just buy it. And at the time, dad was just like, well, I mean, if he's going to buy it, he's going to do it through me and then I'll push him off of it or something like, so we had this whole plan yeah. on, we were going to like try and bait and switch you or something like that. If, if you ended up trying to pull the trigger on it and buying it yourself. But, um, but anyway, so it's a 26 year old whiskey yeah. from Brooklady. So yeah, this is, is, this is a no joke dram that we're drinking yeah. tonight. Um, so it's a 40, 45, 45 ABV. Um, yep. at 26 years old. So this was, was distilled in 1994. So this is like the least hot take ever, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to put it out there. Like it's a hot take. I really effing love old whiskeys. And again, I know a lot <laughs> of people do, but oh my goodness telling you, man, for those people out there, if you haven't tried anything, that's like 25 years and up. It's an experience. It really um, is something different. It's crazy. It's you know, it's one of those things that like you think, oh yeah, sure. 18 year old whiskey, blah, 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 25. Like there is something about these older whiskeys that are really interesting. They're special. They're special. You know, like they're it's, not, it's I would experience. Say, yeah, it is an experience. They're um, not always, the, the they're not always is, better. They're, they're not always better. That's the thing. They're different. Yeah. That's the thing. Like my, and I, I've said this many times on the show before and I'll say it again. I have not tried this. This might blow what I'm about to say to the water. Buna Haban 18 is my favorite whiskey. Just yeah, hands down, that's my favorite whiskey. I've tried a, a 
Deanston 40. I've been lucky enough to try the Bunahaben 46 year old, which was awesome. But, you know, at $10,000 a bottle, um, <laughs> odds of me ever trying that or buying one of those slim to none. Um, but Bunahaben 18 is my favorite whiskey of all time. You know, um, a lot of people think that once you get over 18, you start losing complexity and, and it just it gets, you know, kind of weird and, and not as good. They get funky and all that stuff. But I kind of really dig old whiskey funk. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to keep the ABV up high, right? Like the longer yeah. something's in the cast, it like it does mellow out and you do lose some of the the strength. Like we're both big fans of cast strength whiskey, right? It's uh-huh. hard to get old, like getting old cast strength whiskey. Like it's just, it's not a thing. Like you're not yeah. going to find a 30 year old bottle at 57%. Yeah. Um, so so Berkelotti like, so is an Isla for those that don't yes. know. So, so it's, it's an Isla and it is known mainly for making peated whiskey. Octomore. As, yeah. Oct- well, like, I mean, yeah, like Octomore, yeah. Um, the, the Laddie, the classic Laddie, which comes in like the Tiffany blue yeah. tin and bottle. Yeah. They've, they've got a bunch of like organic barley expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Octomore is one of our favorites near and dear to our heart. Obviously we've, yeah. we, we reviewed that already. Um, but this one, what, what's really interesting about this one, they don't tell you the casks. Yeah. So, and it's been matured in like, you know that it's been matured in multiple casks. Right. But they don't tell you at all. And that's sort of part of the the intrigue that drew me towards this is, is like trying to decipher mm. what this is all about. So just give me, give me your impressions on like on the nose first so the off. Nose, yeah. So the nose, it's not super, it's not strong. It's not like iodine or like you know, I'm not getting a lot of alcohol burn. There's definitely sherry influence in this whiskey for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, there's probably some, you know, ex bourbon. It probably like, I'm going to say it probably did a lot of its maturation and aging in ex bourbon. Yeah. And then it's probably a whole mix of different finishes that they've done. Yeah. Um, the cool thing with these, like these old whiskeys too, that I've, you know, read and seen and heard other people talk about is like, yes, it's a 26 year old, but there's a good chance you're getting older stuff in here. That's just the youngest. Like that's the whole age statement thing is that Mm -hmm. that'll be the youngest that they put on it. But there might be some, there might be some 30 year old, some 30 plus year old stuff that they found in the back. Yeah. And we're like blending it together and said, yep, here we go. Yeah. Like this is the, this is the magic, the magic formula for, for this release. Right. Yeah. So the, I think Black Arts was the, is the Jim McEwen yeah, whiskey, this is, right? Yeah, this is the one yeah. that he was like toying around with when he was the master, uh, master yeah. distiller there. If you want to know more about Jim McEwen, folks, Amazon Prime has a documentary on, on Jim McEwen, basically. It's on the whiskey industry as a whole, but it really does center around Jim McEwen as he's about to retire uh, from Brooklotti. And it like tells the whole story about the reopening of Brooklotti and, um, you know, and and basically ends with him releasing the black arts, which I know a lot of people say that the black Arts six is like the piece de resistance. And I don't know if that was his last one before he retired or, or what. Um, but anyway, he's yeah. a, he's one of the all-stars in the whiskey industry. But um, yeah. so yeah, so I'm getting some sherry on this for sure. I'm getting like some raisins and I'm getting like some pears and apples and stuff on the nose, a little bit of spice, kind of some vanilla, um, on it. But again, there's like not a lot of alcohol burn. No, like no you can smoke. Re- you can get your nose right, right deep in there. And it's not gonna, like, it's not gonna give you the tingles, like all up your nose, like no. something with a higher ABV is going to. There's no. absolutely zero peat, mm-hmm. which was the first thing I noticed when I, so on my birthday, you know, I opened this, we were all on Zoom together because we wanted to, you wanted to see my reactions. And I opened a couple incredible bottles um that my wife also got me so it was a it was a heck of a night um but then i so i poured this right away and i was like look i'm not waiting (laughs) i'm not waiting to do like a a special neck pour video that we do i was like look i'm just trying this one right now so when i put my nose in there for the first time i remember being confused in a really good way because it is super interesting. It's, it's complex. It's, mm-hmm. 
like, yes, it definitely did spend a lot of time in, in ex bourbon. Like there's a lot of, I mean, obviously there's a lot of barrel influence being a 26 year old whiskey. Like you can tell that it spent a lot of time in Oak because you're getting like, you're getting some of those sweet vanillas that are coming through on the nose, but then there's, you're right. Like there's, there's some pear, the, one of the things that you and I, when we're talking, I, I can't remember if we've mentioned this on one of the pods before one of the videos, but when you get into these older whiskeys, you get like old leather chair or so, like an old leather book so right as you were as you were just talking there for those who aren't watching this i took my first sip and i was going to come back and say on the palate it's got that classic 25 plus year old whiskey old book old leather bound journal and like like that warehousey <clears throat> that like that warehouse that yeah. old warehouse. And that's that's the thing with these old whiskeys that I love. I love that like old leathery like kind of like a old tobacco kind of like yeah. if you go into like a grandparent's house who used to smoke pipes or like you walk into a humidor or something like that or but like an old like a really old uh restaurant that's been around for a long time where yeah. people used to smoke cigars and stuff and it's just like old smoky meat smoke smoking jackets yeah. um yeah it's you, it this totally has that leathery quality on the on the palate and i love it yeah and it's um, i mean i i haven't had a sip yet but even just like swirling it around like it's oily like yeah. it's sticking to the glass like the legs are yeah i mean i oh, this probably isn't gonna show up very well on the camera but whatever um so it's yeah it's it's really really nice it's sweet there's uh it's almost like a, a maple syrup quality mm -hmm. to it like that mm -hmm. was the first thing that i picked out on my first sip was it was like it was thick it was coating the tongue kind of like a like a, a syrup um you do get a bit of the maple like some nuts in there on the on the palate as well i'm going in you start talking yeah. i'm gonna drink should we just dump a bunch of water on and see what happens i'm kidding <laughs> I would never touch this with water. Yeah, I wonder if it'll open it up. Send my sample back. Um, apologies for the language. Fuck me, this is really good. This, this is something, um, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you and the whiskey oh, dad. Oh, hey, man. Because, man. Hey. Um, no problem. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm a, You know what? I'm jumping the gun uh, to the end of the episode. Folks, go, if you can afford it, go buy it. <laughs> this is not an everyday sipper by any means this no. is a christmas day or christmas eve yeah you've got all your work done for christmas you know for me at, at our house my wife and i we have our big dinner is christmas eve um this would this i would love to have this post christmas dinner um looking at the snow with a roaring fire yeah. that would be amazing um this up a mountain would also be great. Um, <laughs> this is a fantastic whiskey. It is not cheap. I will. No. We will say that. No, it's it's You're, not. I haven't I haven't looked recently. I was going to say I'm actually I'm um, on the I'm on the Brewerclotic uh, website, so okay. it's currently listed at 280 pounds. Yeah, so you're like 460 to 500 bucks, yeah. probably. Which so. I mean, it's, you know, I, I would say it's gone up even since, yeah, like it's gone up since I, I hope it's gone up even since you guys bought it. Um, we didn't, I've, we don't love you that much. We didn't, I was going to say $600. Course, yeah. Hope, hopefully not. No. So I remember, <laughs> like, I remember seeing this in the low four hundreds at I think it was, some point. I, th you know, I'm trying to think, I think it was four ish. And I think we may, it may have been one of those. They were 15 running or 15%. So it might've yeah. been like three ninety nine or something that we, that we grabbed yeah. it at, you know, a lot of the times I've been seeing 25 year old whiskey, 600 bucks. And it's, you know, that's just yeah. kind of where you're at for 25. So for, so you're, you're going to be paying that for this whiskey, but if you can afford it, or if you've got a chance, if there's a whiskey pub around you that has this shit, I don't want this glass to end. It's, um, and go back to the nose now. Like oh. once your palate's opened up, I find going back to the nose, you're getting like a honeyed, yes. like a honeyed citrus quality. Um, 
it's almost like that, a almost like a candied orange kind of thing like or yeah. one of those yeah that, like burnt burnt sugary mm-hmm. stuff to it but holy crap this is fantastic then, yeah you um, get like on the finish for me i'm getting more of like those like those nuts mm-hmm. um like a almost like a cream like a hazelnut cream that you get inside like a chocolate um like just this really nice warm like yeah. warm sweetness which is one of the other things that's incredibly shocking about this coming from brewer Clotic is that's not what they're known for yeah. right so they really like they really knocked this one out of the park and i'm yeah. thrilled to have this uh up on the shelf and even more so to being able to to share this with you and Damn. you know we sent uh sent a sample back to the whiskey dad as well because i was like i mean you've got to try this it's if you can see tried it yet no Oh. So now he has tried a previous iteration of this. Oh, okay. Because there was someone, well, there was someone in town who I think right. had a bottle and he was able right. to get his hands on, I don't know if it was the an five ounce. one or yeah. someone gave him half an ounce or something. So I think, yeah, yeah I this think is, this is half really, really nice. This is really, really good. You yeah. know what else is really good? Death Vigil. Oh my gosh. Talk can to we me. Talk about this? Can we talk about this book, please? Yes. Um, Okay, Death Vigil, folks. You've heard us talk about it, <laughs> um, about how much we love it, or how much we were going to talk about a book that we love. This this book. This is the is one. <laughs> this is the one. Um, so, Death Vigil from Image Comics, by um, artist and author Stepan Sajic, or Sage. Oh, I think it's Sajic. Um, S e j i c. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Croatia, I believe, is where he is. Um, so it is awesome. Yeah. First of all, this, this story effing rocks. He is one of my favorite artists in the game right now. Um, so how I came across this book was actually, actually through friends of ours. Um, the lovely folks at the talking comics podcast, uh, mainly Steve, who, for those who remember our mortal Kombat uh, review, the movie review podcast, Steve was our guest on that. Um, he's also been a guest on other comic book shows that we've done with him. But, um, so he, they were talking about this. I think I was listening to the talking comics pod right when the story was wrapping up and they were doing their year end awards show. Right. Right. And I believe if he didn't, if he, they didn't give him the award, he was nominated for artist of the year. And this was in, um, book of the year for them. And then I remember like just talking to Steve via text and I was like, I really want to try this death vigil book. Cause you guys loved it so much. And he was like, heroes has the trade on for $8 right now. It's like, it's upstairs in the back right corner, like buried under some stuff, but there's like three copies. I saw them there like last week. I have no idea why it's there, but it's eight bucks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll go down tomorrow. So I went down, grabbed it and opened it. And like, I think it's like page four is like the page that, we'll get to that was like your favorite artwork in that book. Um, and I was just like, this book rocks. Um, I'm going to get to it. So if you haven't read it and you don't want any spoilers, I'll put the timestamp in the description on when we stop talking about this and go back to non spoilery stuff in the book. So you can skip forward if you don't want story spoiled. So there's your warning. We're going to get into it. So death vigil, the story it's your classic, classic story of, good versus evil um, with, you know, a, a group of people who are the warriors, you know, the, the mystical warriors protecting all of us from the forces of evil. The twist in this is they are led by the grim reaper. Yeah. Bernie. Who is Bernie Bernadette. (laughs) Who is this? Who's the badass uh, female lead. Who's on the cover of the book. Yeah. As Bernie. Flying with Um, awesome wings and her giant sickle. And a giant, giant sickle. So, um, you know, the story centered around centered around her, but there's a number of characters that kind of come in and out, um, you know, but the main, the main crux of the story to kind of get us into the world is Clara, who, you know, gets turned by in and turned and becomes a new member of the death vigil. And then it's the whole story about yeah, her, her ingratiating sort of... the death vigil and her kind of main arc. But there's a whole other story. Uh, involved that you know they bring in there's liches and there's banshees and there's primordial evils and there's the um <clears throat> what are they called the pale 
the the pale court the pale court where and, the bad guys like well the main yeah so like you've got the the death vigil and yeah. they're fighting against the necromancers yeah who are all about you know bringing things back from the dead and yes yeah controlling and the way they do that is they tattoo these sigils onto their bodies which allow them to then connect with some type of of evil be they can summon a lich they can summon a banshee then the super powerful like pale court style um dream sigils are the ones that can summon these like primordials Primordials. which are just giant awesome monsters like chimera godzilla level monsters that just rip cities apart and there's fights between two primordials um yeah and you know so the story has maria so there's this like codex this ancient the ancient tombs of like the pale court with all of these sigils for necromancy and someone is able to decipher them and so she then strikes this deal and but anyway it goes it like does it talks about like stuff from like 3000 years ago. Cause Bernadette has been in charge of the death vigil for that long and there's betrayal and there's action. But so, so I, so I bought this book flew through it. I think it was a while before I actually got it to you because I was just like, I'm just going to keep this and I'm going to keep <laughs> reading it. So when did you first read it? So it, it was recently. So was it I when did... we like started doing the show that I was like, you've yeah. got to read this damn book. So it uh, was Thanksgiving 2020 oh because God. what? Yeah. Because I've had this book for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't like for those watching, I'm holding up the copy and it's all warped <laughs> and damaged because one of my kids spilt water on it while you lent it to me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I just ruined your favorite book. And you're like, don't so worry. Went, like, hey, hey, hey. So you went and got another one from Heroes. Didn't care. Um, but I flew through it, and yeah. it was so cool. And so, like the the powers that the Death Vigil use, they have these things called Veil Rippers, right. which allow them to uh, like summon some type of power. Yeah. Um, so some of them, like the one guy, he's like a blind Russian guy, and he's got a pistol. Yeah. And the whole point of these Veil Rippers is if you touch a necromancer with it it burns away their uh, their tattoos it gets rid of the sigils they no longer can access this you know necromancy and they go back to being like a, a rather broken version of their previous selves yeah uh, and yeah so- sometimes they survive and sometimes they don't yeah. but that's the main point is they have to use these their like enchanted magical weapons to touch uh, a, one of the necromancers yeah. so dude with a dude with a gun pretty straightforward now he's blind so he can't see anything (laughs) so that's that's problematic but how do they like how are these veil rippers uh like given like how like explain that process because i i find this really interesting it's such a cool story i don't want to say trope like a a cool like plot point on how or explanation for it so when you become a member of the death vigil the it's the sickle or it's the veil grants you your, your veil ripper, but it's mm-hmm. all based off of a powerful memory from your past. Um, and then the whole other side of it is you have no idea how they work. Yeah. And then you have to figure out how they work and everyone's different and they can all kind of do different things. There's a bug in my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably see that. I, I, I saw it. Yeah. Did you? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Clara, so the main, you know, the, the main, character in the story her veil ripper is a quill now the person who she first meets sam is known as the grave digger because his veil rippers are a shovel and a pick yeah and so he just dual wields these the shovel and pick and it's mostly just for hacking and smashing and busting heads but the one thing that he can do with his with the pick is he can summon a ghost ship of zombie vikings yeah, he does. To just come and help him fight. It's very, very reminiscent of the Lord of the Rings scene. Yeah. When Aragorn summons the all those ghosts to him. And like it's literally that scene when they jump in uh, in Gondor and yeah. they're like, jump Oh, look at these the three idiots and... jump off the boats, and then these just <laughs> ghost monsters come out. It's basically yeah. the same thing as that. That that um, two page spread where he's like so he like slams his pick down into the ground and it like this ethereal chain 
like appears and yeah. he like pulls it and he's pulling this oh just hit the microphone i'm so excited. so excited he's like pulling this entire ship up out of the ground and he's like oh yeah and mine does this sometimes <laughs> it's well, it's like he's in a fight with this necromancer and the next mancer like brings in backup and he's like oh you brought backup so did i time to meet my boys yeah and they just like come up like what's up sam <laughs> it's like yeah 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 can you go punch those guys for me? And they're like, awesome. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is great. Oh man. It's so cool. So yeah. So then they all have different powers and um, <clears throat> there's like James is like a young kid and he's got a deck of cards and it's very gambit like And then yeah. it was really cool. But then his also, so he kind of, he brings, he's basically um, Basil exposition. <laughs> I found <laughs> like he does a lot of the exposition storytelling. Yes. Um, but they bring in a lot of like, yeah, they bring in a lot of like fantasy storytelling, D and D kind of character archetypes too. So like, you know, there's your tanks and your paladin, like Bernadette is a paladin. Yeah. And then like Sam is your Sam's your tank, your tank, your, your barbarian tank, your fighter. And then there's, there's rogues and there's clerics and there's bards and there's like all those things. So it kind of, as, as two brothers who play dungeons and dragons and love fantasy storytelling this, this, it also hits all those notes of like, so it's like a cool kind of horror book. Like it's not for kids by any means. <laughs> it's not necessarily a happy story. There's a lot of <clears throat> death and violence in it. Um, but it's well, like it interesting storytelling. With, I was going to say, it starts off with Claire's boyfriend saying, I love you going to then, his father's grave and killing her. And, and killing using, her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. the only way to become the necromancer was to, yeah, sacrifice. sacrifice yeah and like later on there's another necromancer who wanted to get one of the primordials yeah and that caused a that needed a bigger sacrifice so he kills his own daughter which is rough yeah um, but then she becomes a primordial and she's i think my favorite character in this book so good is mia Mia. oh yeah and her she's and awesome Sa- and her and sam or not not yeah. her and sam james um her and james yeah, like her just best friends. Like two friends. It's so fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's super cool, but like the art is bonkers. It's like just, so good. It's so good. Um the Abyss, the like the lead bad guy. Yeah. So he's also a primordial and it's just like those scenes where he he comes up out of like that cavern mm-hmm. and it's just this giant monster, and then the monster opens its mouth to talk, and then this like humanoid friggin like humanoid undead demon god like stands up like out of the monsters like where tongue. the tongue would be yeah that when i first saw that it's it's insane how yeah. i mean it's one of so, those things where it's like where it's like man i want that on my wall because it's so cool but i'm like it's that's so fucking twisted to say <laughs> that because it is a demented piece of artwork but like oh, yeah. it's but it's like oddly gorgeous oh it's yeah it's it's beautiful because yeah. Even the the architecture of where they are, so they're in like underground. Do they say what city it is? Whatever, it's New York, New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. It is New York. Yeah. So they're like underground. It looks like this like old classic bank with like you know stone walls, and they go through this like vault style door, and then it looks like the bridge of Kazakh Doom, Ooh, <laughs> where she like walks out to the end of it, yeah. and then it just stops. And there's just this smoky, yeah. like wafting smoke and this huge primordial just all this like comes up out. Up. And she's just standing there like, hey, Abyss. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I just finished it today and I'm I'm probably going to reread it again this weekend. It's, it, it is. It's been a while since I read it. It I is went, one like, of those ones f- you can go through over and over. And it's. Yeah. Again, I've, I think I've read it seven or eight times um it was like my go-to when i was traveling for work yeah like conferences if i was like you know because there was a conference i would go to like kansas city every year i was doing that or going out to the east coast and it's a lot of time in airports and planes by yourself and hotels by yourself this was like my go-to that i was like i know that this will yeah very much keep me entertained it'll take me all of my travel time to read it um but you know because you can really take your time because the artwork is so crazy like you can really dive in um 
and just <clears throat> do a lot of like just looking and picking up new things and stuff on it. So it was like my go-to for, for travel for, for a long time. I actually picked up the single issues as well. Oh, um, did you? In Charlottetown. I was there for, oh, okay. I was there for, um, for a conference and then on like the main drag, uh, on Charlottetown PEI, there was a comic shop and that's why I walked in and I was just kind of like looking around and I was like, Oh, and I think that was like my second time reading through the book. And I was like, I wonder if they've got the single issues and they had all 12. Oh, and so I was like, awesome. well, yep, there we go. This worked out well. I will take <laughs> all of these. Um, and so here's the very exciting part. This was written. I can't remember when this came out. It's been you a while. Cause keep, I, you, you keep talking. I'll find out. Okay. But it's like, this came out a while ago. Um, but the very, very exciting part is that just recently an announcement came out that volume two is on its way. So we are getting death vigil volume two. I think it's either the end of this year or early 2022. I can't wait either way, folks, you have time to catch up before yeah. volume two comes out. So and this was first really published in 2015. 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I must've grabbed that pretty yeah. much right when it was done. It was when I was, when I first yeah. grabbed it. Awesome. But this book rules. I love this book. Yeah. The... Please, please make this into a show. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my God. Like a nice little 10, 10 episode, you know, HBO, Give, Amazon Prime. Here's, here, here it is. Give me Kate Blanchett as Bernie. Yes. Right? Perfect. It's because... basically, it's basically taking her Ragnarok character and like yeah. making her good, but it's yeah. that same, it's that, that kind of character and like put her in that role would be so perfect so good and yeah. sam like sam is very thor like like even his it's look true. in the book right like he yeah. is you know he's got the well the fun like the death vigil all of them have like that stock white hair yeah because that's just part of it it's like like part you've of died and you know this is what happens yeah but so yeah like he's very thor looking and yeah uh, but, but yeah this like this would be so much so much fun so i can't remember her name but the girl that plays 11 in Stranger Things, oh, give me her as um, Mia Brown. Uh, what's her? Yeah, it's not going to come to me. Not in no. time to make this worthwhile. As we're fine, <laughs> yeah. But like, put her in as Mia as the like yep. little primordial. Like, come on. Oh yeah, come on. I could so, man. Yeah. So good. maybe we'll yeah, have to do a special edition something where we just cast this as a movie and then yeah. just do nothing but pitch this for Stapon. Because, oh, yeah, man, that would be so good. It's a lot of fun. It'd be very, very good. Give right, it the, the Shadow and Bone treatment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you haven't watched Shadow and Bone, folks, on Netflix, that show rocked. That was a lot it was of fun. so we good. Talk about that at some point. We will. We'll do Listen, a, we're going to start doing deep dives on stuff. But yeah. I need to drink more whiskey. I was going to say, get back in here. Like, going back in now, I'm, pick, I'm able to pick up... Um, like almost a, like almost a mint, like a spearmint on the nose. It's so um, weird. It could, something could just be her my herbal. Could be my brain tricking me because when you, right as you were saying that, it's like, it's kind of minty. <laughs> but I'm wondering if it's because you said that, you know, that thing yeah. when someone's like, hey, this is why I always say, try to smell and taste a whiskey before reading notes. Yeah. Like don't, don't have someone say, here drink this it's going to taste like hazelnuts and oranges and <laughs> yeah but and it's just like a vanilla -y, like vanilla syrup like mm -hmm. it's just like it's it's richer it's richer than just saying it's like oh it's like you know vanilla ice cream or like you know it's like it's a thicker than that the maple syrup that you talked about Mm -hmm. it's obviously not that thick but it's almost got it almost feels that thick yeah when you're drinking like it, it which it's like that nice mouth the mouth feel yeah it's uh it's it a gross really thing to talk about but mouth yeah we all do it no it's it's really nice it's it's a it's not something that is only good at the front end like you know there's some whiskeys that you'll have where like the initial sip you kind of get that burst of flavor and mm. then it fades or it's something that builds and it's really only the finish that you really enjoy yeah like i find 
this has a really nice well-rounded experience right yes. from like the nose is complex it's like i don't like the only word i could think of is it's it's playful it's mm. there's a lot happening and it's yeah and because you don't you don't know exactly which kind of cask it comes from you're not able to just be like, oh, it's a sherry cask, so it's this, this, and this, or oh, it's it, yeah. you know, it was in a port pipe, so you're gonna get these things. You know, like yes, obviously, it spent some time in ex bourbon. Um, it's a 26 year old whiskey. I, you know, it's not like they sat it in the same thing for the entire time. It, you know, would have spent some time in some ex bourbon. I mean, the color and the flavor notes, like it is a. There's got to be know, some sherry in there somewhere. There's some sherry influence in there. Wouldn't surprise me if it hit a port as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there was some blending with some stuff that had that had spent some time some, that it hit some yeah. port or something. I'm not really getting any like of the other red wine barrels that we're seeing a lot of, like a like Moscatel the Bordeaux or the Bordeaux or I I wouldn't say Rioja, but I could Rio Rio Rioja Rioja. I could be very wrong. Yeah, um, I mean, I find things that have spent time in like the the ports the sherries tend to have like the more oily syrupy yeah. feel yes. as opposed to the stuff that's spent time in in wine or, yeah. or just have it and they're just ex-bourbon or yeah it just you know yeah but we're not we're also oak. not i'm also not experienced enough to be able to say like i think it's a hogshead over oh, no. a yeah. barrique <laughs> oh yeah no no idea like, no idea just, okay. just the influence. Like, I mean, just looking at something, you're like, oh, like this spends some some time in something that has some dark coloring because yeah. you know there's no color added, and so clearly it had to pick that up from somewhere. Yeah. So I really don't want this dram to end. Um, it's really good. Yeah. So before we wrap up and give some scores and stuff. Yeah, um, the sort of fun thing <laughs> I wanted to that I mentioned to you that I wanted to do yeah. was like talk about. Like one, what's your favorite Veil Ripper from the book? But then also, what would, what do you think your Veil Ripper would be? Mm -hmm. Now, so like it's tied to a powerful memory. So, and it's a little tough because Bernie does say in the book, like, oh, it's never what you expect or they're not straightforward. So like we'll have our ideas and say like, oh, it could be something like this, but you know, and then how it actually works, you know, like we can talk about how we think it might work. But anyways, start off with, I'll go first because I, you know, was the one telling you to think about this. So I had a bit more time. Um, I, I mean, I love Sam's pickaxe because he gets to summon the dead zombie Vikings. So rad. But I really like the idea of Clara's feather because she uses it like a portal. Yeah, I'm picking that one too. And it's awesome. Like the way yeah. the way that she does it. Like she the funny thing is is she uses it when they're just sitting around like at their house to scratch her own back. Yeah. So she like yeah, so draws she... a circle in front of her and then one above her shoulder and then she yeah. reaches her hand through and it comes down the back. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool. My, I think my favorite use of that in the book, though, is they're like they go out like on a mission, and then she goes off on her own and like finds this necromancer, and like gets it gets him to chase her, and then as he's running up, she just draws a big circle in front of her, and he just disappears through it, and then Sam comes up and is like, oh, so where does that one go? And then in the background behind her, she drew a portal like off the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And so you just see this monster falling and she's like, remember when we first came here and I just drew that circle? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she just like set up this big hilarious trap where he just portals off a bridge. Yeah. Um, that's hands down, I think, my favorite one. Um, so yeah. cool. Um, so for mine, the only thing that I could really think of was, and I'm trying to think also in like the D&D parlance a little bit, Um I think mine would be a violin because I, I grew up a, yeah. a fiddle player for those that don't know. Um, and I think I would totally be, I'd run the bard nice. character type, more of a support person. Um, I don't know if I would have to like play it and if it would be some sort of like charm or something. Um, but I don't think having a violin, it would be a punchy punchy uh, yeah. kind of thing, but it would be some sort of, some sort of support class. I think that's where mine would go. Nice. Yeah. So 
like I had a couple ideas for me. Um, the first one that I thought of was like a video game controller. Love it. Just because like you and I spent a lot of time growing up, we were playing video games and I was, I just thought that would be really funny of, you know, like, oh, you've got this old school, like original Nintendo controller. And because then the weird thing would be like, all right, but how do I do anything with this? Yeah. And you would have to then have like certain combos to like, I enjoy playing magic users whenever, you know, if I'm playing D and D or if I, you know, some other RPG or video games, like I'm constantly picking, you know, people who can do that. So that's sort of where my, my mind went. Um, But then I also spent a lot of time playing T-ball and baseball and, you know, just having a bat. It'd be pretty badass. Like, maybe I just become the tank, you know? That'd be, that'd be pretty badass. Just the yeah. baseball bat. Just... The one thing I will say, I think one of the reasons, and this kind of goes to what you just said about us being huge video game nerds, is I still play video games quite a bit. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I like Clara's Feather is I just got into a brand new game, which is free, called Splitgate. Yeah. And it's basically Halo with portals. And you, like, can create portals, and you can do all that cool stuff. Uh, in that so, game so i've been so i'm kind of getting it i've been getting into that game last last couple of weeks um it's tons of fun yeah it's tons of fun so it's tons of fun uh, right now that's because people aren't crazy people good aren't at the portal super, thing yet <laughs> people aren't super sweaty and yeah. much like Fortnite, and there was another game called hyperscape that was like free that i got into for a little bit uh and like apex legends and then like destiny and all that stuff much like all those games it first comes yeah. out, it's super fun. And then all the competitive people like, jump I mean, on. it's, it's, it's been out for three weeks. So I'm, sh- I haven't played it in a few days. I'm sure if I was to jump on all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh crap, I'm terrible at this game compared to everybody else already. Yeah. Cause those people just play it <clears throat> all the time, but it's super fun. Um, speaking of super fun, this was a ton of fun. Let's give some marks. Yeah. Um, they're going to be high as shit. They are going to be through the roof. Well, I mean, I'm going to start with the pairing and give it a 10 because we knew we were going to do this one even before this bottle had been acquired. We're like, all right, well, we'll do Death Vigil at some point because we love it. I was like, well, mm -hmm." and then it was like, okay, well, we're going to put it with Black Art because it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to have to find some. (laughs) So, but, but this was, again, like we went, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, some of the initial, like the first five or six that we knew what we were going to pair together. This was one of them. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, and when we first kind of came up with a concept for this whole thing, it was before you had read this book. Yeah. You're like, all right, so what are some of the books? And I think this was like the second book that I said, it was like, well, we have to do death vigil. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and that just gives it, it's an excuse that you have to read this book. Yeah. Um, Which has been a nice like side benefit of doing this is getting absolutely. to read all these amazing books that are out there. It's so yeah. good. I mean, I just, I avoided saga. I don't know why, just because I had so much other stuff to read until we started well, and doing it's, this. Yeah. And it's 52, <laughs> yeah. 52 issues at the moment at the break yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, discovering, discovering all these new stories yeah. through this has been a ton of fun and like being able to try bonkers cool whiskey yeah um is a pretty dope as well so i mean i'm just gonna tell you right now uh, this book is a perfect 10 for me like i wow it's it's one of my favorite comics yeah it's one of my favorite stories that i've read in comic book form so if anything's gonna get a 10 it's gonna be this for me that's my personal opinion of course but um i'm sure a lot of people would think that there's other books that are better yeah. but <clears throat> i love it yeah um i'm going with a 9.5 just because i don't know i'm not sure what i'm reserving my first 10 on a book is gonna be that's fine um you're allowed it's yeah i was gonna say it's yeah I, I don't have to reiterate everything it's beautiful it's the kind of themes that really speak to me it's the fantasy you know, there's some fantasy tropes in there. It's the, you know, the ultimate good there's against the ultimate twists. evil. There's, yeah, there's, there's like a frying pan moment, even with like with Clara and which we haven't said, and I'm not going to, but even with the, you know, quote unquote main character, yeah, there's something with her that is sort of hinted at throughout the first couple, but you don't really get 
and it's super interesting and i can't wait till that's explored more in the second book that's the thing it's like <clears throat> if there was never a volume two i was totally happy yeah. i was kind of like when i first read it i was like fuck they're not doing any more of this and i was searching like you've got to do more of this book how did how did image just not say yeah keep going i know or like how has a comic book company not done this and i think he's just doing it by himself the next well, one my first thing was like how is this not on kickstarter like for real do your own kickstarter this will get funded in no time yeah um but i was totally like at the same time as like leave leave me wanting more that's the perfect way to end a story but it also wraps yeah. up the story perfectly it so. does it wraps up really nicely and it's it it is refreshing also to read something that's just bookend really yeah. well and yeah. you don't you know like it's not going to take up all your time to try and I'm in the yeah. middle of the Star Wars huge bounty war of the bounty hunters crossover event. Mm. I mean, it's just all encompassing. Like yeah. every Star Wars title currently that's like in the main timeline is tied into this. Right. So it's like four or five books of like four or five books a month for six or seven months. And it, it's, tiny, I mean, man. it's a that's lot. The, that's the one thing with the big two that, I like I I will totally get into Marvel and DC for a while, and then these massive events come up, and it's just kind of like I can't. It's twice can't a year. All the tie-in no. shit, which is why I'm really recently I've been leaning so much more towards Image and Boom yep. and AfterShock and um, Vertigo and well, Vertigo and um, Vault Comics. So I'm picking up a book. Uh, tomorrow which i'll talk about in a podcast but there's a new book called barbaric Ooh. which looks pretty effing cool so i've got issues one and two cool. waiting for me at heroes tomorrow and that's yeah from vault comics or something like that okay nice. a small indie publisher but it looks rad um but yeah so i'm just i find myself leaning more towards those because it is just like it's a one story we can do it there's yeah. a finish you know um, but anyway, yeah, you don't have to do all the other tie-ins. Yeah. I mean, but, that I mean, being every, said, but every war of the realms was incredible. <laughs> the, the venom King in black. Yeah. Well, I mean, you haven't read, I sent you some of them. I read all of them. No, but the was stuff awesome. that I've read from King black is amazing. So that yeah, was really cool. So, so we're not shitting on you. Marvel and DC. Sorry. It's yeah. just, yeah. Um, what are you going to give this bad boy? I'm going to let you go out of a hundred. Cause I need to go out of a hundred. I can't, yeah it's better than a nine yep it's mm, like 90 94 to 96 it's really good it's really good and what's it's what's really po good. what's pushing it that high for me is the kind of the mystery of it yeah i'm really digging the fact that so this is only the second time I've had this because I wanted to wait. So like I had the initial one on my birthday and then I've waited to have another one with you here. And this is going to be an amazing journey with this bottle that every time I have it, it's, it just, because you don't know where it came from. Yeah. It's almost like it's a blind tasting, even though you know exactly what it is. And um, it's, it's that. And it's, it's super complex. You know, there's multiple barrels with multiple, you know, that have been housed in multiple warehouses and, and it's old and there's a bit of the old funk in yeah. there. And it's just, it's super, it's very intriguing. And so like, that's pumping it up above a nine five for me. So like, I'm, I'm going to go with a, a 96. Shit. I was going to say 93, 94. But at the same time, like, what the hell are we going to give a 98 to? Yeah. Well, that's just it, right? I, I don't know. You know, the, the Boone of 46 that I tried was incredible. Um, that Boone of 46, the Boone of 38 that we got from my dad, like, those are yeah. things that I'm like, this is incredible. The experience is amazing. Yeah. We're never going to try it again. I'm never going to buy it. So, I mean, like, I guess I could give those are Deanston 40. I've had that one too. Yeah, like, I was gonna, that's maybe like, what you reserve the 98s for because it's, it's an experience. 
almost the experience more than the taste, right? Yeah. It's the journey, not the destination, you know, sort like, of thing. But I kind of think you're right on the 96-ish for this Blackheart. And I think it's pumping. It's going to get to that for me because it's actually accessible. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's everyday accessible. Like, no. <laughs> am I going to, am I going to close off this recording and then go drop $500 on a bottle? Probably like maybe not. Um, you know, this is, this is for me, this is one of those bottles. So as someone who works in sales, this for me would be a, I had an amazing quarter <laughs> yeah. or like I had a really good year and there's this like a little bump in cash. I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. This is a, this is a perfect treat yourself day bottle. Yeah. If you subscribe yeah. to the Get Tom the Haverford raise. and Tom Haverford and Donna Meagle from parks and rec, a lifestyle of pick one day a year and you treat yourself on just, you know, stuff you would never ever buy and is a ridiculous purchase, but you feel like you deserve it. This is one of those bottles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so this something else that we're, we're going to do at some point is the sort of like rank your, like rank your shelf, rank your cabinet. Yeah. We're going to do a rank your cabinet video, which was going to be fun. And this is right up there for me for the, like special occasion or show off to friends, <laughs> right? Like yes. you're trying to impress and like brag about something yeah. that you've got in your collection. Like this, this is really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, your 40th birthday presents, you got three bottles that are. Oh, they're bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking from, from like the, from the 25 year old whiskey world, I think this is, this is high up. Yeah. Of, of the 25 year olds that I've, that I've tried. Well, you don't often get 25 year olds that we assume have spent so much time in different things. Yeah. To sort of blend all these different little yeah. things together. Right. Like normally it's like, all right, it spent 25 years, which is special enough. And it did 25 years in ex bourbon. Yeah. And no one's, like shaking their heads at that. No one's going, Oh, it only, it, Oh, it was only an ex bourbon. Yeah. You know, like or... I did, I did, <clears throat> I did Deanston 20. That was only an Oloroso, mm-hmm. like a 20 year Oloroso Deanston. Now I did that in, in a tasting and everyone in that taste, that was the same night that I had the 40. Yeah. And everybody loved that Deanston 20. I thought it tasted weird as shit. <laughs> it, it was like, there was there was a funk to it that I could not explain or pick out and it was good but it was weird and like weird and wild um but like again I'm like I you know would I go out and buy a bottle of that absolutely not was it like a really crazy experience 100% yeah this is this is really good stuff though yeah this is this, this is something good Something awesome. Glad I was able to share this, uh, share this with you. Mm-hmm. Clink. Uh, clinkity clink. I really appreciate it. Um, that's going to be it for us folks. We're going to wrap there. Um, thank you for coming on this journey on this very special occasion. Go and buy that death vigil, please. Yeah. Buy the book. It's, please. it's that's wonderful. something that you don't even need to think about. No. Oh, yeah. Eight bucks. Just go buy it. I mean, even if yeah, it I was, mean, thir- even if it was 30 bucks, even if you're paying it's cover awesome. price, $25, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, go buy it, please. Um, make sure you go into our website, thewhiskeygeeks.com. You can follow us on Instagram at thewhiskeygeeks. All of that's flashing on the screen or check the description of the podcast. You should uh, rate and review us as well. That would be really great. Please. Yeah. Click a subscribe yeah. button. Tell a friend. Um, you know, put this in your Instagram story or on your Facebook page and get more people to come and like our stuff. Um, big thank you to Call and Response for the use of something about your love as our theme song because he's awesome and you should go buy stuff from him too. 100%. I, Why not? I, I find myself humming that and my son is absolutely in love with that song and he's got it on song. the Spotify playlist. It's Heck so, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a great song. Um, we'll be back with more stuff. Um, we might start a Patreon account too because <laughs> we love talking about stuff. So um, if it's live by the time that this is getting released, that will also flash on the screen. If not, <laughs> a Patreon is coming and we're going to do 
a lot of the stuff that we talked about, we're like, you know, we'll talk about the Invincibles and we're going to talk about um, Shadow and Bone and stuff like that. We're Loki. Do, uh, Loki, yes. I oh got to watch gosh, it. I still the, oh watch it. my gosh. Would I know, you please? It's, see, the problem is, is you're now getting to the point where it might get ruined for you. I know. Okay. And you don't want the Ooh, final you know episode what? to get ruined for you. <laughs> you know, it's, it is the, so we're filming, we're recording this. It's coming up on the August long weekend. There you go. Uh, and Tanya's got an extra long weekend. So perfect. I will recommend that we burn through it this weekend real quick. Before we get out of here, I want to ask you one thing. Cause we're going to do it. We're are going to do a podcast on this. Yes. Have you finished masters of the universe revelation yet? I have not. I am four okay. episodes in. So you have one left. Two. There's six, right? Is there only six? There might only maybe, be five. Is there five? The first one. Oh, yeah. In which case, maybe I only have one left. What happened? What was the last thing you saw? Uh, they were down in hell. Have they gotten out? No. They're still down there. I might have fallen asleep. Okay. Because <laughs> I started watching the... Because I, I watched three in a row starting it's at 10 good. o'clock at night. I got you. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. I'm loving it. it. Oh, the casting is incredible. I loved it. Yes. Oh, it's so good. All you nerds on the internet who are crapping on Kevin Smith and the whole team for making this. Go away. You can can shove it because it's incredible. And we need need more. We need more more stuff like this. So I love you, Kevin Smith, for making this show. It's it's incredible. Anyway, that's all aside. Yeah. Yeah. We'll We'll get into that at some point. We will get into that and other stuff. So thanks a lot, folks, for uh, tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, For the Whiskey Geeks, I'm Tim. I'm Alex. Thanks for coming along. And remember, Scotch and Stories, they belong together. Cheers. Cheers. Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind-the-scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney. And I'm Brianne. And you can hear all those things on the Just Just Haunted Haunted House House Things Things podcast. podcast.